The iconic Connor George is back on the show. That's right. For another edition of Top 5 Tuesday, what are the top five best things of being a walk-on at Michigan State? Also, hey, going back to Maui in 2024, I want to talk about the Duke game from 2019 again. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, how on earth are we all doing? Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. On the show, he's got one guy that's just a clown with a microphone and a podcast he does every single day. And we also have a gentleman who's a Big Ten champion, Final Four participant, and all around just MSU basketball walk-on legend, Connor George. Connor, I don't know if you're doing, man. You doing okay? Doing great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Um, third time on the show. We've got an awesome. We've got an awesome intro now. Everything's looking a lot, you know, great. Thanks for having we, me. We we pull out all the stops for you. We're we're just trying to impress you on this show, so we had to pull out the big introduction. But no, this is very exciting. Yes, you are a friend of the program. Third time on the show. The last time we talked, actually, was at a uh, football game. I, I was coming off a high cruising altitude from a tailgate. Um, I'm gonna be way more professional today, though. This is just coffee. Uh, I will be competent the entire time. So yes, big day <laughs> for us. Likewise. Yeah, uh, that's when football season was fun uh, in the first half uh, of the Western Michigan game. And then, well, mm-hmm. we're here to talk about basketball today here, Connor. Um, the, there's not a ton of news going on. We are in the offseason. We're still waiting uh, for Malik Hall's decision, Tyson Walker's decision. Uh, but there is some news, and that is Michigan State. Our basketball Spartans are going back to the islands in 2024. This was heavily rumored that they'd be back, but the Michigan State program officially announced Maui 2024. That is a tournament that you participated in back in 2019. I'm not going to ask like, hey, how was it? Was it cool? I I need you to tell us why it's overrated. So all of us that can't go don't feel bad about missing (laughs) out. Uh, Can can you? Is that possible for you to do? Totally overrated. Not fun at all. Good. There we go. Perfect. (laughs) Good. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Um, No, I mean. Honestly, I'm gonna get you a little bit jealous here because yeah, Maui right. was one of the one of the top top like spots that we we went to and we went to a lot of cool places. Like Maui is sweet. I, would, I already yeah. texted a couple of the guys. I'm like, um, I'm getting tickets to that, so I'm trying to get out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing what organs I don't really need in my body that I can sell in the black market to get out there because that ain't a cheap trip. But like, I w- that is high, very high in my bucket list to do as a state fan one day is go to the islands to. Uh, Catch them out of class. Like, what is so different? Like, what I, I guess, what's the most like unique thing about that tournament? Is it just the fact that it's in this little civic center, or is there anything else that like really stuck out to you about that experience? Yeah, I think it's like one of the most, like one of the most highly anticipated tournaments, like preseason tournaments. So, like, you have the Bahamas, yeah. you have you have Maui, and everyone knows what those tournaments are. And we have always, there's always like eight, you know, really, really powerhouse, like good teams and, and a lot of good name brands um that are competing there so like when you first arrive you're looking at all these different teams that aren't in the big 10 that you're seeing and you're looking at different players from all these different conferences um getting a lot of preseason hype um and and you're kind of just walking around before the tournament starts like get to know everyone you kind of have some some uh 
I don't know, hangouts, um, some like gotcha. pre-tournament events that all teams go to when you kind of mingle and uh, you put on, you know, you put on your, your necklaces, your chains or whatever, what, yep, you know, your, you know your lays um, <laughs> and uh, everyone's interacting, having a good time. And then like, you know, you know, right away on, on game day, it's kind of a different vibe, but you see everyone walk into their game, getting on their bus, going three quarters of a mile down the street to the civic center. Yep. And the gym is so cool in itself. And you always got, you know, Billis, like all the top announcers are always there. So there's a lot of anticipation for that, for that tournament, for sure. How, how loud does it get in that gym? Is it like as loud as like a big venue just because it is so small or what is the crowd atmosphere like uh, inside those walls? It's, it is, it gets loud. Um, but then again, like, it's always kind of for the underdog because there's always eight teams right. and eight different crowds yep. there in that little gym. So that under when someone gets hot or um, you know someone starts getting a, getting on a run, it's it's hard to hear in there um, it, because it is so small. Like you said, it kind of reminds me a little bit of of Cameron. Obviously, a lot smaller, but like just in sure. the sense of like that's the smallest building I ever played in in college. Um, but it was it was different. It was cool. A lot of fun. Um, too bad we 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 did lose in the first game. So. It made the it made the tournament not as fun the next sure. couple of days because we were watching film twenty four seven that trip. That is right where I wanted to go about that. It, it did <laughs> not start off on a great foot. So like, obviously, okay, you're you're having fun. You're in Hawaii, but like, what did that loss do for the rest of the week? Like, was it essentially like, oh, you're going to the beach? <laughs> no, you're not. Get in the room right now, and we're gonna watch some film <laughs> here. Like, what did, did the vibe change that drastically, or was Tom a little easier on you guys after that? Well. We were supposed to. We were we were predicted to win the tournament, and we kind of all kind of knew that uh, going into Uh-oh. it. And uh, we, you know, we didn't want to lose. Obviously, we prepared really really well. It was it was Virginia uh, Tech, I believe, who we yeah. lost to, and and uh, you know they put a kind of a, a spanking on us, which wasn't fun. So we got right back to the hotel, and we did not enjoy Hawaii one second after that. Um, but it was all it was all good and a lot of fun. <laughs> Right until game time, and it's not that oh, we weren't no. prepared or focused. There are a lot of distractions there, but like that, we sure they outplayed us. We lost, and it wasn't fun after that. We were, got the next two wins and was able to go home and call it. But it was it was uh it was interesting. That's why you're trying to get back there in 2024, you know, to, to reclaim all the fun that you missed out on some surfing, some luau's, uh, everything that Landers Nolly and those Hokies took away from you guys in, in the first game. That's, that's pretty so much it. understandable i want to get back out there enjoy it you guys also had a vegas tournament in your time as well it was a different year obviously but you guys also went to vegas the year before i want to say is that right i think it was uh i believe it was 19 okay okay gotcha the year we went to the uh final four got it okay yep and what's like, are you able to do anything at all in Vegas? Cause that's a little different. Like Hawaii. Okay. There's a little something for everyone. You can get out there, relax. But like Vegas, you know, there's something to do out there, but a lot of it is, you know, casino predicated nightclub predicated. I can't imagine Izzo's like, Hey, got you guys a table at uh, Omnia tonight. I uh, got you guys a table at wet Republic tomorrow. Like, what, so was the Vegas trip even fun for you guys too? I'm just always fascinated with these Thanksgiving tournaments you guys get to do different because yeah we, we get to see it and we get to walk around a little bit before before it starts we get some time to see the families um like gotcha. the night two nights before the game everyone that's there uh kind of walk around uh we we were able to like walk around the, the strip we weren't doing anything we were just walking around kind of enjoying the the right. atmosphere and um once the once the tournament hit then it's it's pretty much the day before we're just locked in like we don't we don't even leave the hotel unless it's you know 
uh, with, with family or, you know, we're doing something as a team, but um, it was pretty much locked in, in the hotel room. Yeah. Man, no one's, no one's walking around with like those yard tall beer glasses on the strip. That wasn't going on before the game. Shocker, man. No. The sacrifices you guys make for, for our entertainment. Uh, student athletes have it tough. They have it tough. I mean, you, you guys, uh, you guys are the best. So thanks a lot for, for doing that for, for us, the fans. We, we appreciate it. Our pleasure. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're going to get more into the walk on life. This is the second iteration of Top 5 Tuesday, which might be confusing because this podcast comes out on Wednesday. But we're recording on Tuesday, so we're getting off on a technicality here. Uh, we're going to do the top five best things about being a walk on at Michigan State. We have one person on the show that might know a thing or two about that, and I'll throw in some things later. Who cares what I have to say? But first... I got to talk to the people about Built Bar, so I'm so sorry, Connor. I got to send you to the bench right now. We're talking about the best protein bar in the land, gang. Built Bar. They take care of you in three ways. That's right. The first way, hey, they're going to take care of those taste buds. Built Bar tastes even better than a candy bar. We're talking flavors like peanut butter, brownie, churro, puff. They even got a little cotton candy flavor here and there. That is so delightful. And the second way they take care of you. They're going to be great on the body. That's right. Most of these Built Bars, we're talking 130, 150 calories, just four grams of sugar, just four grams of net carbs, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. So if you're heading out doing some yard work, if you're going to do a workout, a nice little 18 whole day on the course for you, stash a few Built Bars in the toolbox, in the golf bag, wherever you need them. And the third way they take care of you is with convenience. Built.com, sensationally easy and user-friendly website to use. But also, if you're at Sam's Club, if you're at Walmart, well, hey, stumble on over to the pharmacy section. They got Built Bars for you as well. If you're already out doing your errands, go get yourself a box or just go to Built.com, load up on your Built Bars. And let's see if I scared Connor George off the broadcast with that Built Bar ad read. And he is still here. It is a miracle, thank <laughs> goodness, because I didn't know how I was going to fill the rest of the show if you weren't still here. Um Top five Tuesday. Last week, uh, we really started it off with a really optimistic note. It was top five worst things to say to a fan after a devastating loss. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that conversation with a friend of the program, Maddie May, but we got a former student athlete on. We got a walk, not just a student athlete, but like a unique look at what it's like here inside the program as a walk-on. So we're going to do top five things about being an MSU basketball walk-on. Connor? Are you ready to play Top 5 Tuesday? I guess it's not a game, but are you ready to do it anyway? I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. What's the first thing you got? What's what's number five on your countdown list here? Number five, I'd have to go with just the food in general. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So Love it. Got food, top-notch top food uh, after every practice, and especially for walk-ons, um, food – Pre-game meals can be a little bit more fun for, for walk-ons because we get to pig out, uh, eat ice cream. We can do whatever. <laughs> you know, it kind of depends on the game, but 90% yeah. of the time when, when you're when you're when you know, you know, you're probably not gonna be playing in this game. Sure. We got to go crazy in the food line and, and then everyone else is kind of just watching us. Like, dude, okay. are you serious? Like yeah. chill out and i'm like no i'm gonna get a box and i'm gonna take it to the room and eat it an hour before we leave too so so food i'm telling you the food was a one. Oh man did you ever put yourself in a spot where like you absolutely gorged out like you were wolfing down ice cream chili dogs the works and then like you ended up having to play that game did that ever happen to you or or no yeah yeah okay um, the funniest one was actually duke my i believe it was junior it was uh, my actually it was my senior year, so it was the year when they came to the Breslin. 
Obviously, oh, I don't yeah, think I was sure. play that game. We kind of, they they had a good game, whatever. I ended up playing, tough. scored two points, put back layup. What up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go. But yes, I definitely, I definitely was expected. I, I uh, had a lot to eat in that pregame meal and was anticipating being crazy on the bench the whole time. And sure. Obviously, I mean, it probably rubbed off by the end of the second half when I got in. But, you know, I was still like, damn. <laughs> I was like, man, this, I got to go in. And, you know, hopefully I'm not just going to start cramping immediately. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I, you had the energy to go in there and score points against Duke. So maybe it yeah. worked out in the end. So I, I, I have not even had that. I know. that is, It's genius. <laughs> I didn't have that on my radar for food. I like that, though. Hit us with number four in the best things about being an MSU walk-on. Yeah, kind of similar uh, in terms of like you're kind of not expected to play, but the bench mob. Love my bench mob. We take serious pride in that and talking trash to the opposing team. Um, (laughs) Won't get into all of the the things that we said on the bench, but it was was trash talk, and uh, Uh it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it uh, as – we kind of had our bench mob team. We would always go in before the game and had our routine. We would all huddle up and we would talk about, you know, we're about to get after this team when they come in our corner. That's our corner right by the three-point line, right by the bench. That's our corner. We don't let them come in there. So like, we, we took that seriously and bench mob was 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 fun. I love that. The game within the game. That's, that's fantastic. Who was the best team to be like the bench mob against? Is it just like a classic like Michigan, your top rival? Or was there like another team that was oddly like a really fun team to go back and forth with? I would say uh, I would say Michigan was at an all time high uh, every yeah. time that we, we got in that game where, you know, if it was a, it was if it was a, we were rated in the top 10 and we were playing someone in the top 25, 15, you know, at our place or on the road, I mean. It's fun to get into it with not only the team but the crowd because the crowd has a lot to say to our players that are playing on the, sure. on the floor. And yeah. if, if we're winning on the road, and there's nothing better to do than turn around and tell them to shut up and, and sit down. <laughs> so I, I want to get to this game in a little bit, but like that his, historic Duke game, um, the one that went well, the Elite Eight game, of course. Did you, did you get any shots off at, at R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson? Did you, did you let him know that, hey, you're going down today? Or was that a game oh, where yeah. you're like, hey, we're just going to let it play out here? <laughs> Zion, we let Zion be Zion. Uh, <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, we didn't have much time to, to get after Zion. He, he played. He no. still played very well, and he had a, got a lot of good plays that we just kind of looked at each other like, we'll just sit down. Uh, R.J. Yep. Barrett was in our corner often. Um, actually Cam Reddish was in at the first, in the first half and then he, and then he ended up getting subbed out, but, okay, um, gotcha. he got a little taste of it and, uh, I'm not going to say that totally affected it in this game. I'm not going to actually, you know what? Bench mob won the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we got that game in the, in the bag. They, they were getting annoyed with us. We, we totally mm-hmm. took care of them. It was all mental head case. RJ Barrett, 10 seconds left, down two. He's going to the free throw line. He's thinking, like, what the hell did that guy just say to me 14 minutes ago on the bench? Yeah. And that's why he clanked the first free throw. I I, I got you. He's like, we see you. <laughs> He's like, I don't suck. I'm not bad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey, clank. laughs> yeah, and, and that's all she wrote. Next thing you know, you just got to inbound it. the ball to Cassius, and that's that's history, baby. So there we go. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. <laughs> Number three on the countdown. Now, now we're well within the Mount Rushmore here. We're in the top three yeah. things. Uh, okay. Is it just more food? <sighs> I wish. No, I, I gotta say, uh, I gotta see scout team is gonna be, you know, okay, the be- one of the best. You know, gotta be in the top three for sure, just because 
you know, we we were all good at basketball. Um, believe it or not, one yeah. day we were good. So every time we, we had our player, um, and if our player was the best player on the team, it all it all kind of depended on if the opposing team's best player was a big or a shooting guard or a point guard. Whoever was point guard or shooting guard that day, you know, got to take as many shots as possible. It didn't matter if they went in or not. And when we, we caught fire, it was a lot of fun to be in the gym and Gotcha. And the scout team would start talking trash to the to the actual team. Like you can't guard us, you get you know, stuff like that. So we had a lot of banter. Uh it was all competitive banter, so it did get um hostile sometimes, but it was a lot of fun and you know, after practice we just go in the locker room and, and talk trash to each other and be like, You couldn't stop us, you know, stuff like that. But no, it didn't matter if you airballed a shot because you get praised. You're like, Hey, that's a good shot, that's exactly okay. what he's gonna do in the game. So we didn't really have any um restrictions on half court shots as a regular shot or you know they're just like do it they're do it <laughs> that's awesome just the greenest light of all time that's uh Absolutely. amazing best player you had to kind of imitate during a scout team is there one that comes to mind immediately yeah i i would say uh peter jock uh from iowa was okay yeah extraordinary in the big 10 uh just because he did have that ultimate green light and that's who i played he wasn't like a point guard he was a shooting guard and uh i would play peter jock uh ryan klein uh from purdue and you might you know i obviously i wasn't carson edwards but sure carson edwards that scout team <laughs> yeah. got a lot of shots but ryan klein was also available to shoot half quarters whenever that we wanted to so i was ryan klein that was always fun for me uh and there's there's a ton of others uh off the top of my head that i can't necessarily remember but there was a lot of good good scout scout team days um man yeah whoever carson edwards was like that that's ice in your shoulder after practice that's that's got to be minimum 85 shots during practice <laughs> all day just getting them up that was hoiberg jack hoiberg played uh, oh, i carson love it edwards. he did he did a good job too that's awesome i love the little quip there that you said uh that you guys were good eventually because like that you guys do have like a tough situation. You play once maybe every like five games. And then even that you're on the bench for 38 minutes, just sitting there, you're coming off ice cold. And then the adrenaline's gotta be a little high too. So yeah, like these shots might not, you know, be pure swishes. Like I, that is just something I want to mention. Like, what is that like when you get into a game, is the adrenaline always super high or throughout your career? Does it get a little more comfortable as you like get to your junior senior year? Yeah, I was I was more comfortable later on in my career, but definitely like at, at the beginning, the adrenaline's pumping. I'm not loose at all. Like I, I hated it, right? Um, just <laughs> yeah. because of the fact that like I like I was I was considered a shooter. So like going in, sitting for a whole hour and forty five minutes, and then going in without getting a shot up in between then wasn't yep. easy to do. Um, and I don't care who it is if someone you know if someone goes in and airballs a shot at the end, like I'm watching it and I'm like. I know exactly. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so tough because um, yeah. you know in practice you can be lights out and everyone you know everyone on the team knows it. But then you sh get on national television and everyone's like, "Oh, the walk-ons are in. They're gonna airball." Well, they're actually good players, uh, and right. I gotta defend my walk-ons. You know, there, there's there are a lot of good players that could have played elsewhere, and like they get in there and they have it, they're ice cold and adrenaline's going crazy because everyone's cheering for you and there's seventeen thousand people in the stands, maybe maybe fourteen, ten, maybe ten at that point, but. Um, Still nerve-wracking yep. at times, too. You know, you just want to make it. <laughs> you want to make every shot you take. So, Of course. And, like, you're often going against guys that are still, like, solid on the other team. Like, they don't put their walk-ons in if they're getting blown out. And, like, they're angry. Like, they, they want to play yeah. tough defense, too. So, it, it's a they're tough situation. They're trying to cover the spread, too. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, there was God. I wish I remembered his name. I think it was a walk on like one year, 2012, and then 2013. I played against him at IM West, and like this kid was just wrecking shop. Like he just going on a tear. It's like when he goes on the court, it's like okay, it doesn't look that great. And then oh, when he's around normal people, like this this guy is Joel Embiid. Like it's yeah out of control. So yeah, it's got to give credit to, to the walk on gang. Um, right there. Swear I'm not just pandering to you. Like this is actually oh, something that is no, very no. important to address. <laughs> you have to address this like have for the to. greater good here. Yes. All right, we're down to our final two here. Got to make okay. them count. What is number 2 on your list of best things about being a walk on at Michigan State? Got to say uh the gear. Got to say there the it is. gear. Yep. New is coming. Yeah. New is coming. It was either, yeah, it was either two or one. I'm not going to lie. I wrote it down as yeah. one, but then I like, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, I got to switch this up right now. But, but okay. gear has got to be number two. Um, I still have a lot of it. Still got plenty of, you know, not, not plenty anymore. I've worn them all out, but uh-huh. got a couple shoes left to spare. And, okay. uh, you know, I, like I wasn't one of those people that are like, oh, I'm going to end my career and then, and then sell my shoes. Cause I'm like, I'm going to wear these, you know, I'm still going to play. Sure. And, uh, and I wear shoes out fast. So still got a couple new pairs, but like all the gear that we got, we still get to keep. And uh, I still got some of that gear and I represent, I'm trying to wear Rocky um, MSU as, as much as possible. Love that. There we go. And, you know, like, cause I, we'll talk more about the gear a little bit maybe, but what, what is number one then? What is the one that you flipped it with? Drum roll. Here we go. Big time. Uh, gotta time. be, gotta just be the travel. Like seriously. Okay. Um, Going to like we talked about earlier, Maui. I got to go to overseas um, to you know to yeah. Rome and do all this cool stuff, and um, got to go play on an air like not an aircraft carrier. Sorry, we played Arizona the first game. Um, in it was in Hawaii, and uh, got to play so in so many cool venues. I mean, traveling to Minneapolis for the Final Four, like all this stuff is included. Are you kidding me? I could just hop on a private plane and get to our uh, get to our game and. And call it a day. I mean, I, I, you know, that was that was a lot of fun for me. I gotta say, travel's gotta be number one. Just seeing a lot of cool places. That's tough to beat. And like, I, I just had a few written down of like, hey, yeah. maybe like this could be normal. Like, obviously, like um, the, the gear. Like that's um, one. Yeah. Actually, you know, this is now just uh, things that I'm jealous of about walk-ons. This is what this list is going to turn into. Uh, the gear. Uh, that that's obviously yep. number one. I said you get to. Travel to beautiful places like Maui, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. You get to go to West Lafayette. It's just the beautiful, uh, sprawling coastlines of uh, Bloomington. You know, just great things like that. You get to be someone else in practice. But the two things uh, that we did not get to is that you get to be one of the most in-shape people on campus. So, like, when schmucks like me are housing large pizzas every weekend and drinking from, like, Wednesday to Sunday and working out twice – in the entire year, just destroying my cardio. Like you guys are actually upstanding citizens of society and can run more than a hundred yards without collapsing, which has got to be important once you like leave college too. give yourself a head start going into your twenties. Yeah. I got to agree with that. Um, I, you know, I should have thought about that one more because we did house all the pizzas, but we could, we could work it off. Burned it off. <laughs> that's, that's right. So it's not like all the time we're on this most strict diet. Um, we we yeah. like to be in season, but like out of season, like we still did our, we still did our fair share of, um, you know, milkshakes and all, and all that good stuff. Sure. Burgers from, from McDonald's from now and not from now and then. And uh, we were able to work it off. So that's good. And I definitely feel that right now as, as I'm entering year three in the workforce, I, uh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for, for that as well. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Cause like I'll, I'll play like I am soccer or like, even like today, like I'll still play beach volleyball, which should be a very like somewhat easy sport. And like after 
13 minutes, I'm ready to just kill up and die. So, like, I think that's because I did not give myself any head start whatsoever in college uh, because who needs cardio? Come on, no, forget it. Um, the other thing I have too is like, you're, you're probably like recognized, which I'm sure is like cool, you know, but like, not you weren't Cassius Winston, right? Like, you're not getting stopped every 20 feet by people. Like, what was like, how often were you recognized and stopped like that? Or like, did it ever annoy you or did you like it? I mean, that's yeah. gotta be a unique part of the college experience or walk on. I was gonna. That was actually in the thought process as I was, okay. as I was thinking about this. Like the that was that was about to go in there, um, but uh, I, I it was in question. So I, I'll go into it. It was a lot nicer because everywhere we went, it was the the Cassius, Miles, Jaron. Um, yeah, you know they were run, Denzel. Like they were all running the show. Everyone knew him. I felt very bad for a lot of those for those individuals, but like they were sure awesome sports about it. They would always take go out of their way and you know take pictures with kids sign autographs whenever whereas me people people will will recognize you and sometimes be like yo that's that's kind of joy. what's up you know stop you on the sides or you know sometimes you know like you know they were great <laughs> um uh-huh. but you you got noticed but it wasn't as much it wasn't like overbearing to a point where i feel like those cassius's and, and denzel's and and you know miles is like they got bombarded and I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I liked yeah. exactly where I was. It was perfect. And I'm not much of a, you know, I'm not good. I'm not totally like that where I, I, I think I could have done it. I don't know if I could have done it or not because I, I kind of like staying low key. Yeah. It was perfect. It, it, it is unique. Yeah. And now all the bombardment that you got to deal with is just going on a podcast uh, three plus times uh, in your life. That's really all that you got to deal with now. Um, Before, before we let you go uh, free you from this podcast and let you enjoy the rest of your week here. uh, Look, they they were playing the replays of the MSU Duke game. And what, what am I going to do? Not watch it. Like, of course I'm going to sit down and tune in to that replay because like, that's number one best game of all time for me as a fan and like yes the national title game in 2000 happened but like i was very young at the time like 2019 like that was sensational what 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 is like the memory that sticks out to you the absolute most from that game um back in 2019 yeah i would just say uh halftime like we okay. were starting to come back a little bit and we were walking into ha- we were, well we were running into the locker room at halftime and, and we got to see them going into their locker room they went off on the other side we went off this way and uh we kind of ended up meeting in the middle you know like their locker room was there but we could see them you know and they're mm-hmm. all walking and you know we we just put together a little bit of a run to end the half and that's when we, at least for me i was like we got them like we got them we have all the momentum going here we figured it out you know we drew up a couple good plays to start like the the alley first play of the uh the half that was drawn up by aaron henry and cassius and in, wow uh, okay in the locker room so like right when that hit we got it it was executed perfectly uh i just felt like like we had it. so like the memory i have is, is walking into the into the locker room and like seeing their body language compared to ours and we're at halftime we're dialed in we're like we're gonna beat these guys like what do we got to do you know talking more game plan getting our you know just getting our scout back on track um just more prepared and i could see it like at least I could. I don't know. You can ask any one of our team members. Sure. Maybe they don't remember that, but but I certainly do. Uh, and then just running out in the court after it happened, and and Cassius running the running the clock down, and we all knew it, and we're all going crazy, and uh, it was a blast. That was that was the best game I've ever been a part of at MSU as well. So you're watching it. It was the best game for you. It was the best game for for a lot of us as well. 
it was the best. It still get chills, goosebumps. I still feel like my heart's going to explode when I watch the game, which is completely healthy. Like, that's a normal thing to do four <laughs> years after the game happened. So, but th- that is the one other thing I wanted to hit on is running on the court after the game. And the bench mom needs to get credit for this because me you know, back home uh, in Metro Detroit, I was on the couch. And when Cash is caught, I stood up and started running immediately while the clock was still going. You guys... Was that hard to stay on the bench and wait for the four seconds to tick off? Because you, you could very easily just ran on the court, got teed up, ruined the yeah. game for everyone. Like, you could have been mortal enemy number one, but no, you guys kept it cool. Uh, were you guys cognizant of the time? Like, okay, let's all stay back here. <laughs> yep, we were all nuts. holding each other back, jumping up and down, like celebrating with each other, like just waiting on the clock to hit zero. And we all yeah. got our arms, arms out. Everyone's arms are like on each other. And just waiting and then once that final you know those those triple zeros hit it was like game on we're out there and um yeah it was it was a blast running around jumping everywhere Um, it's fun sensational where's the piece of the net that you got to cut off where's where's that right now because i'd I'd be wearing it on my head every single day if i was uh, (laughs) it's uh i still got i got it in my uh in my room it's it's still on my hat so I haven't Love even, I, you know what? I haven't worn it out as much. I should. I just feel like it's got to yeah. stay oh. there. You know, I don't want to, you know, nothing. I'm a very irresponsible person when it comes to phones, keys, hats. Like, I'm keeping that. I am, I'm not letting it go. Good for you. Good for you. Because if it was me, I'm wearing that everywhere. I, I'm I wearing it everywhere. Backwards. So the net is sticking out in front of me. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's going to know I was on that team. But no, you're much more modest than that. Game. Next time we go to a football game, it might be like, <laughs> there. <laughs> there we go. After a smooth 26 beers at the tailgate, I'll, I'll yep. s- certainly yeah. catch you there. It'll be a great time. So, for for sure, man. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's that's the most responsible thing you can possibly do. So, Connor, uh, always appreciate talking to you, man. Always a great time catching up with you and uh, and chatting yeah. all things. Uh, we, we went to Hawaii. We, we went to the five things about being a walk-on and, of course, the, the great Duke game. So thanks a lot, man. Really do appreciate you. Anything else you want to say before uh, we let you go enjoy your week? Appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a blast, and uh, I'll be here. I'll be here soon, hopefully. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, until then, hey gang, we'll be back tomorrow. We got Jeremy Fears in the mix. It might be tomorrow's episode or the one after that. It's coming in the near future, so keep it tuned. Your locked on Spartans. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Love you.